Welcome, welcome back to She Could Talk the Podcast. I'm your host, Colleen, aka Gongoli MC on Instagram. If you want to see what the music is dropping, what we're talking about on these songs, or Kalini Wings on Instagram, if you want to see what we're saucing, tossing, shaking, and baking. Or you can go over to doerecords.com. That's www.doerecords.com. Up there, you can get links to all of the She Could Talk podcast episodes, links to all the Instagrams. That's Doe Records Instagram, She Could Talk the podcast, Gongoli MC, as well as Kalini Wings. Hey! How y'all doing? Happy New Year. I know, I know. I'm 10 days in, y'all. But whatever, it's all good. I cannot lie. I was overstimulated for the first nine days of 2024. So much information, so many things happening. It's like, come on, we're only nine days in. I didn't know where to start. And I'm going to keep this one brief and simple. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, keeping it real simple. This one, I just wanted to touch on the Cat Williams, you know, interview and give my reactions. I know a lot of people have reactions. If you went to my Facebook, if you and I are Facebook friends, I'm pretty sure you might have seen I did a joke or two, put a meme or two up about it. Because it was funny because he is... um a professional comedian, right? He's been in the business for over 30 years. So he speaks not only so eloquently and with such intelligence, he has that ele- that intelligence and that skill set to make anything sounds funny. So he does a great job. So the interview was full of one-liners, zingers, punchlines, and um, just viral moments and phrases that we'll probably be using for the rest of the year. i I'm guilty. I'm already using some of them. So there you go. But um, what I wanted to say about my opinion, you know, I wanted to share my opinion. The biggest takeaway that I got from the Cat Williams um, interview with on Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp. Um, shout out to Shannon Sharp, by the way, because I'm not even um, familiar with Club Shay Shay. I've seen a couple of episodes. I've seen where DC Young Fly was up there, the little baby. Didn't watch it in its entirely, in its entirety. Excuse me. So, can I say that I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I, you know, I know his work, etc. But I want to say this. Pause real quick and shout out to Shannon Sharp. You are a great interviewer. I was sitting in here with Colossal, like, yo, Shannon Sharp is really good at his job. He has that. I don't know, swag or that je ne sais quoi that allows the guests to open up. So, you know, just like with anything, once you find a gem, you want to go back and find the other gems you missed. So I started to look at his other interviews that he has done with like Ricky Smiley, Steve Harvey, in particular, because these were directly reflected or spoken about from Cat Williams's interview. So I wanted to see what the talk was about. So I went back and you come to the conclusion that, yo, shout out Shannon Sharp, Club Shay Shay. He's a great interviewer. So definitely if you want to catch up on, you know, his interviews on YouTube, I would highly recommend it right now. That Cat Williams interview is probably at like 30 million. I don't know. But it's, it's climbing daily. It's two hours and 46 minutes. And I sat and watched every minute and and was not bored. It was enlightening. It was interesting. You learned new things about him. You learned, not only learned, but confirmed things about the industry that you might have thought. Like, what's this? What's that? Am I bugging out? Is this a Mandela effect? Right? Okay. So, like I said, I'm not going to do a long one. I'm not going to keep y'all all day. But what I will say is this. 
my takeaway. My takeaway from the Cat Williams thing is the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Yeah. If you um, are in, you know, a deep Christian, you're very spiritual, you go to church, you might have heard that. But um, outside of church, it still applies, right? The first shall be last, the last shall be first. You heard that um, story, the children's story about the tortoise and the hare. The rabbit was vibrant. The, ra- the rabbit was a showboat. The rabbit was like, I am the shit. I'm going to win. I'm always going to win. You'll never beat me. And the reason why the rabbit was so confident, because he knew his skills and he knew, you know, that he was the stronger opponent, but every time he was running and hustling, bustling, and he was getting to the next, um, stop, the tortoise was already there. He's like, what? He's running and bustling, running and bustling, gets to the next stop. The tortoise is already there. Right. And then you're like, damn. So in some cases you would be like, oh, I'm the tortoise, you know, I'm the slow show you know just let the showboat go and I'm going to be slow and steady and win the race that in a perfect world would make sense but in reality if you've watched some cartoons just you know different variations of that story you find out that the tortoise had work he had a crew they was out there cooking it was about 10 tortoise one at each stop when he seen the rabbit coming do they hop out start beating the rabbit, make him go crazy, gaslighting him, making him feel like he's not good enough. And then he breaks down. And then guess what? The tortoise wins the race, but not really off of strength or skill set, but off, off of everything else, the behind the scenes work that we didn't see. We just saw a humble tortoise moving towards the finish line. And we see this braggadocious rabbit who's so confident in their skills, not beat the tortoise, right? So to me, I feel like that's kind of, um, it reminds me of like Cat Williams and the people that he's opposing. All of them are the tortoise. Like they don't really have that loud braggadocious way about them. They're not really out there like showboating. And and I'll circle back on that because they do. But what I'm saying is they go to Christian route. They have like a lot of more religious, you know, fan base, Christian fan base. And they definitely incorporate the spiritual word in their delivery, in their skits, in their show. So, um, playing the safe, right? You would be like, they're the tortoise. They're, they're not showboating. They're not talking shit about other people and they're just moving gently along. But then you find out that they were hustling the whole time. Hustling you, hustling their fans, hustling the church, hustling the hare, the rabbit as well. So everyone got hustled because it was 10 tortoises working together. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm just, you know, I'm old school. I'm an 80s baby. So that's what I remember with the tortoise and the hare, that it was a few of them working together, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, because some people are like, well, that sounds like a win to me. The tortoise, they won. They work together and they won. But what happens ultimately at the end of the story, you come to find out that they were scamming. And then, you know, some cases you might be like, oh, damn, they slick. And in other cases, you'd be like, damn, I feel bad for the hair because he really 
was working and he was really proud of the work that he was putting in and not getting recognized for it. So I kind of feel like that kind of story or that type of analogy applies to the Cat Williams situation and a lot of our situations out there. It doesn't matter if you're a comedian, if you are a rapper, a producer, if you are a lawyer a police officer, it doesn't matter what your occupation is, it's going to always be some type of opposing person or force or some type of competition, right, that you're going to have to beat out for the position, beat out for the win, beat out for the number one spot on Billboard, beat out for the headlining tour of the comedy show, right, you know, so it's always going to be competition, but The thing is, how you compete, I believe, is important just as much as competing itself. Because a lot of people say, oh, you can, you know, cut corners. It's who you know can get you in. If I know so-and-so, I can make a few calls. I can get this placed at the right spot. I can get the headline on the show. Um, I was watching, cause you know, now a lot of comedians are coming up with their backlash and coming up with their responses towards Cat Williams. And one comedian, Ali Sadiq or Ali Sadiq, he, and I'm familiar with his work cause just throughout the pandemic, you know, we were home, we we're watching a lot of you know, YouTube, et cetera, just becoming familiar with social media stars. And he was a comedian that I seen on YouTube pop up and I thought he was funny. I was like, okay, this is a a new guy. He's really funny. And I watch a few of his stuff. And then I don't know, kind of me personally, I have no dog in his race and I have no beef with Alex Sadiq or nothing like that. I'm just a consumer, you know? And, um, I don't know. I feel like his his jokes started becoming a little bit more feminine. I don't know. In nature, he had like some jail jokes. Then it got a little sketchy. And it's cool and all. But after a while, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. You heard one, you heard them all, right? So, but anyway, this dude, that was just my opinion. That has nothing to do with this story for real. But this dude responded and said how Cat Williams um, blocked him from entering a club where he was supposed to perform at on the Cat Williams tour. Like he was supposed to open up for Cat Williams and Cat Williams said he didn't want him in the building and blocked him. And then he said, then some security guard like reached over my shoulder and gave me a check. And then I was like, oh, you trying to pay me? You think I'm some old bum ass nigga that you just trying to pay me? And he wanted to like basically fight Cat Williams. So he was upset about it, but it was too much security, too much people around so that he couldn't really do nothing about it. So... Now, in the light of, you know, everything with Cat Williams' recent interview on Club Shay Shay, he's now responding and he's challenging um, Cat Williams to a celebrity boxing match. So, once again, here comes Cat Williams breaking the internet. He responds in another interview with Willie D. He touches on a few things that he touched on the Club Shay Shay, but then he kind of answered some other questions. And in particular, he answered about this guy. Ali Sadiq and he was like hey are you gonna do the celebrity boxing match with him he was like no he said why not he was like first of all he said everybody wants to know what's up with you and Ali Sadiq and he was like nobody I can guarantee you nobody wants to know what's going on with me and Ali Sadiq because he's just not famous enough sir you know and he was like oh oh, well I want to know what's going on Willie D said that and he was like okay well then on my side of the world nobody 
wants to know. Nobody don't even know who he is. So, no, why would I do a celebrity boxing match? He's just not famous enough. And he was like, and I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. I'm not trying to be, you know, insulting towards him or his career. I'm just saying you can't pull in the numbers to make it happen. So, Cat Williams is saying, ultimately, even if I was to get my ass whipped in the fight, if you could pull in those numbers to make it work, like I'm going to pull in my numbers because people are going to want to see this that know who I am. But who are you? If you bring in the numbers too, we can make it happen. So I don't even think that he would shy away from the fight, but he would, um, it got to make sense. And so I f- respect him for that. And I feel him when he's coming from with that. Now, a lot of people were, um, you know, given their backlash and, and, and going off or whatever. But to me, I feel like it was his truth. He didn't say anything that made me feel like, oh, you know, this guy is just wanting the attention or the, you know, whatever. I feel like he was just speaking his truth. I honestly feel like he had that in him for years, you know? And then the crazy thing about it is as much as, you know, just like the old game of the tortoise and the hare, Nowadays, right, it, you can't probably be as fooled as easily with a simple trick as hiding 10 turtles along the route and the rabbit getting confused. After a while, he might be like, hey, wait a minute. You know, it's too much data downloads right now for us to just be like, this rabbit is smart or doing something better than me. You might look around and be like, hold up, it's something else going on here. And you might be able to catch the scam. But, um, those back in those days, right, you probably couldn't catch the scam like that. Not only with the story of the tortoise and the hare, but also with comedy, with music, with just different things in pre-internet times. Like, um, I did an episode about Notorious B1 and how his song is the song that we know as Juicy by Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G., the name sound familiar? Notorious B1, Notorious B.I.G. He's from Mississippi. He even said from the Mississippi up the East Coast. Biggie says from Mississippi down the East Coast. Whatever, like, you're from Brooklyn, dude. Why are you mentioning Mississippi, right? But these things we don't pay no attention to. We just rocked with it. Like, this is a classic. This made us feel good. But um, it was a little bit more behind the scenes behind that, right? And I think because it was our youth and our... um childhood we don't want to ruin the memories so we just like overlook things just like with the elders with the comedy r&b from the past look at a lot of um rock and roll artists was their music was stolen by like elvis presley and you know jerry lewis and all that so yeah same thing so i'm pretty sure it's not nothing new it's not nothing just isolated to comedians as far as stealing other people's work and stuff like that i just think the difference is now we have the internet where people can cross reference cross check your facts they can fact check on your own you know you will be convicted in the court of the um the court or of the internet or the court of the world wide web will convict you and find you guilty or innocent before you even go to court. I remember when that girl, Carlissa, whatever her name is, um, in Alabama, and she faked her kidnapping and threw her wig in the car and walked down the highway, said it was a little baby in a redneck kidnapped and was painting her toes and feeding her potato chips. How crazy, right? Pre-internet days, we probably would have been like, still looking for this girl. Internet 
Me, I was on the YouTube looking at the video on a highway like I was a detective, rewinding it, slowing it down, zooming it in, you know, and <clears throat> because this just seemed weird. And if someone really did take this girl, this is serious business. You know, this is dangerous. What else could be happening out there? So, you know, but in this day and age, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you could find things, you know, and then also in this day and age, you can go back and you can go back and look in time. And see what, what did we miss, you know? So, like, for example, um, said the entertainer responded. And I love Seti, by the way. Always thought he was funny. I loved his movies. I just thought he was funny. Um, Codenamed the Cleaner. Like, all his movies. Like, I think he's a funny dude. If everything else failed, he's a great actor, okay? But, um, <clears throat> he, you know, what's his name? Cat Williams said he stole a joke about the Cadillac, flipped it to a spaceship, but it's the same joke. You look at it, it is the same joke. Same setup, everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he responded and said, oh, well, one joke that it made my career. I had multiple careers, multiple specials. I'm a comedian in the game for years. That one joke that might've been similar, but I did not steal, did not make my career. Okay. The internet went deeper. I remember a show that like my grandma and my aunt were like the only two people in the world that I knew that, and I could be wrong. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm talking about in my immediate family that watched this show. And as a result of them watching it, I watched it designing women or designing women. And on the show, they had a guy that, cause the show was in the eighties and the very, very borderline racism. It was like about a Southern you know, some Southern women who had like a design shop or interior de decorating company and this guy worked for them. So he did a little bit of everything. One, one day he's painting, one day he's doing flowers, one day he's driving. So he was like their, their gal, their, their male Friday, their secretary, their man about the house. And he said a joke about the accent being so strong that the woman from Mississippi thought the guy was saying his name was Bominicious, but he was really saying, just call me by my initials. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. And I remember that show. And I don't remember the joke in particular, but it was that type of show. It had those Southern racy jokes. Here comes said the entertainer with the same exact joke. Does that not make Cat Williams? Does that not prove him? correct again same thing with mark curry steve harvey not only the show the hanging with mr cooper and then his steve harvey show but jokes he took his joke about the ups box and set it on his talk show in 2015 a joke from 99 it's like these comedians are on your mind so long that you're, you're waiting for the right moment to use their jokes that's diabolical so yeah, the thing that I took away from this, because I'm not going to go down a long road, a long rabbit hole with it. I might circle back because stuff is unfolding daily. And like I said, I've been overstimulated because I got another episode I got to drop for you right after this. But um, overstimulation for the first nine days of the year for me. So it had to, I had to backtrack a bit, write a checklist out, and kind of go through these episodes with y'all. So we're getting back on track. So this one is definitely going to be short. But I want to say real quick. I seen how Tori Hart, which is Kevin Hart's ex-wife, is now on tour with Cat Williams. Whoo! The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Look up 
Tori Hart and look up, you know, about the tumultuous breakup that she experienced with, you know, her husband or ex-husband and, um, you know, how the woman that he's married to now was allegedly, allegedly the side chick <laughs> back then. But now you see all of the crazy videos and Kevin Hart's in the ring with Tasha K now about more, you know, accusations of him cheating and more proof that he's cheating on the new wife. <laughs> so it doesn't stop. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. I'm not celebrating none of that. I don't wish nothing bad. I, right now, it's a time that we need to come together and really love and love each other and hug and, and cherish and hold on to the people that's loving you. But um, I feel like Kevin, no, excuse me, not Kevin Hart. I feel like Cat Williams is doing a good deed in the world right now. And um, he's a, it's, it's like atonement. He's like the symbolism of atonement right now and not just comedians or the comedy world because if you watch that almost three-hour interview you see where he touched on acting he talked he talked about Jonathan Majors um Ludacris he talked about different underbelly deals that go across entertainment genres he talked about um so many different things so many different things it's, it's a real deep deep interview and if you have been living under a rock and have not seen this interview yet I don't care who you are both of those guys are great Shannon Sharp Cat Williams they, they have a nice conversation and it was great to see mature men sit down and talk like men that was refreshing and I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons also why it's almost at 30 million views two black men sitting down, not really bashing, like, you know, Cat, Cat Williams was living his truth and, and, and talking his truth. You can't fault him or be mad at that. But there was no bashing, no hating, no fighting or disagreement. And if they disagreed, they agreed to disagree peacefully. So it was a great interview. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. I, you, know, you don't need me to, to promote anymore. Just go on YouTube, go on any social media platform. You can get skits of it. It's three hours long virtually. So you might as well just like make a day of it. Maybe a Saturday, sit down if you haven't seen it and watch it. And, um, <clears throat> tell me if you think I'm right. Cause what I took away from it was the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I've been feeling like that for a long time. And um, just for him to come out on the first, second day of the year with, you know, swinging like this. Whew. Very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Very interesting. And I feel like it's going to be um, a lot more crows that's going to be flying up out the the caves you know what I'm saying so we'll you know we'll see I have a feeling even if it's not next couple of episodes maybe a month or two maybe six I have a feeling I will be circling back on this Cat Williams topic because um I feel like he just kicked the door open and he's getting started but I didn't want to go into like recapping what he said about this one recapping what he said about that one it's a lot and you're probably like myself overstimulated and got a lot of massive downloads and videos of it already so I'm not going to recap but I just wanted to share my opinion and my reaction, my reaction, great interview. Definitely check it out. Finally, you know, people 
that are that have been gaslit for so long painted to look crazy in the public's eye and even during this time where he spoke his truth and had a very well you know put together very clean professional even though he was being cat williams it was a great interview people went right back to 10 years ago pulling up footage of him you know getting assaulted by the teenager or him you know in a not bad light getting pulled over or pulling up his mug shots or his criminal record he told you he got 19 felonies no convictions he's not running from his truth and yet people still trying to say well you know what this is why we, you know, we got this over you. And in this day and age, it's not working. I'm not a political person, but I will just use another person as an example. Look at Trump right now. I'm not a political person, but I did notice how I said to myself the other day, isn't it interesting how the more they're convicting him, the more they're trying to send him to jail and all this shit is the more his popularity rate increases the more people say they're going to vote for him so it's different back in those days where conservativeship and being conservative and being private and a scandal would embarrass people and you know having your business out there would be embarrassing this is a generation of people that are a either fed up they're tired b they don't they're not gonna let you whatever you think about me hold me back you know, and the truth will prevail. And you see a lot of people more interested in the truth. If you come with a couple of bruises, you come with a couple of felonies or whatever, but you're being a hundred percent you, that's going to go a long way versus the clean cut perfection that you see. And you'll be like, this don't even look real. This is not real because none of us you know, can realistically achieve this. And that's what people are um, gravitating towards. People, situations, and scenarios that resonate close to home with them. And right now, Cat Williams won. I don't care what race you are, what age you are, what demographic you belong to. This interview, I believe, strongly resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people feel the same way. Tired of being gaslit. Tired of, you know, you highlight in my downfalls, but you can never give me props for what I do right or for what I brought to the table or the good I've done for others, you know? And then if you say you've done good for others, oh, you're just showboating. You didn't do that because you really care. You did that because you want the attention. But you don't recognize when I do it for you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel Cat Williams. And that was dope to know that he's given so many people money, so many people opportunities, helped out so many, and refused to talk about it because that's not what he do it for. So people like Cat Williams will get more platforms, will get more um, opportunities and doors opening. And I like to think, and I see myself as a Cat Williams as well. And um, it's our time. I see it. So doors are opening. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Remember that. So that's the walk away, the takeaway I got from that with y'all. And um, I'm not going to hold y'all long. Cause I told y'all this was just one that I had to jump in to break the ice for the new year because I'm overstimulated. I got so much shit. I want to get off my chest. So and I got some surprises for y'all. I've been saying that for years, but it's real. So we're going to end it right here. 
And I know you're probably like, well, you didn't even say what song you're going to play. I already know what song I'm going to play. I'm going to play Man Can't Curse by yours truly, Gangali, because it's true. What God bless, no man can curse. And something that Cat Williams said that stuck out to me also, he said, you know, I just want to be God's friend. You know, not God's favorite, not God's chosen. I want to be his friend. That's why I do what I do. You know, and when a person like that thinks like that, there's nothing you can do that's going to really throw them off course. So like I say, what God bless, no man can curse. So we're going to end it like that today. And you know what I always say every episode. If you like this episode, y'all, tell a friend. If you don't like this episode, please, please, please tell a friend. Okay. And when you go out there, before you go out about your day and you're looking in the mirror, getting dressed, stop. Take a little bit of moment and appreciate that beautiful person in the mirror and talk to them and tell them how much you love them before you get out and get your day started. All right. Because you can't love me. Can't love no one else. If you don't appreciate yourself until next time, y'all I'm Colleen. She could talk to podcast from my lips to your ears. I love you until next time. Peace.